what if I just hit record and just started talking? Okay, I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> hey, I'm Allison Hare, and welcome to Little Left of Center, the podcast that interviews culture changers that are reshaping our world and breaking new ground. Welcome to Little Left of Center podcast. This is a solo cast, and I've got all of these incredible interviews I cannot wait to bring to you. But something told me it's time to do a solo cast. It's time to share a little bit about me, but also who would listen to Little Left of Center podcast. Why do people come here? And why? what do you get out of it? And it's something that when you have a podcast or when you're thinking about a podcast, you always want to think about what is the message that you're bringing? Why is it important that you are bringing it? And who is the audience? Who are you? Who is this message for? Who are you hoping to change um, or to change something? And usually podcasts have three purposes. One is to entertain one is to educate, one is to inspire, and the best ones have all three, right? So I thought if you if you have listened to my show before, thank you so much and welcome back. And if you're brand new to me, welcome. This is probably a great place to start to learn a little bit about um, Little Left of Center, and I interview culture changers, and those are the people whose work breaks convention, and changes the way the rest of us live. So it's such a cool, it's such a cool spot to be in, um, is that I get to interview founders and CEOs and people who think differently. So Little Left of Center, the, the name uh, is not a politically, uh, it's not a political podcast, um, but very often people associate left of center as being political, but it actually is for people who think differently. And so I get to interview CEOs and founders and political figures and religious figures and thought leaders and people that are just doing incredible things, entrepreneurs, um, culture changers. It's been a really exciting ride. And I started this podcast in May of 2019. Um, and I thought that it would be really important to understand why I launched this podcast. And generally speaking, I have a lot of listeners in my audience that are entrepreneurs and activists. And it makes sense of why, because of the people that the people that I'm interviewing. So generally speaking, I'm super curious. Typically, my uh, my audience are just generally curious people. And I am also somebody who's incredibly multi-passionate. So I, I often say that it would be so nice if I was just really excellent at singing or writing or art or something that I could just pick a lane and just go down as fast as I can and kind of immerse myself in that. But that is not me. And I was thinking more about who I am messaging and a fun fact is that it's actually a real person. And they always say that when you are when you are thinking about a podcast, you only want to message one person. So you almost build your persona of who your listener would be. And that helps you with your marketing. It helps you with your branding. It helps you with all of it. 
And I've actually been, um, I have been hesitant to to kind of hold on to that. I've been a hesitant. I don't know if hesitant's the word. I've been scared to commit to who my audience is. And the reason why that is, is because I am that audience. Okay, so let me back up for a second. So the person that I am speaking to in this podcast is a real person. It is not me. However, um, it is born out of a lot of things that um, have happened to me. So just to to give you a little bit of a, a broad background of, of who I am and a little bit of my um, background, or at least the data part. So I am a mother of two young kids. I've got a seven-year-old boy named Danny and a four-year-old girl named Juliana. I am a, a wife. Uh, my husband's name is Chris. I think he hung the moon. Um, and I'm incredibly grateful for him. Um, I'm a sales professional. I have been in sales for over 20 years now, and it um, it's kind of in my blood. My father was a salesman. You know, a lot of my brothers and sisters were um, kind of in the sales field as well. So that part has been fairly natural. And I have been working and uh, I'm, I'm happy, right? So I have everything that I need. I've got an incredible husband and children and uh, a job that I really, really like. But I always felt like it was never enough. I felt, and I've, I've struggled with this, that why isn't it enough? We don't worry about where we're going to get our next meal. We're thankful for that. You know, our kids have a roof over their head, and we we have options and choices. So why isn't it enough? Why have I felt so stuck for so many years? And the person I'm messaging to is somebody who is stuck, somebody who is somebody that is in that same spot where they know they have more in the tank they know they have more to give, but they don't know how to do it. And I, I'm actually getting chills kind of saying this because I don't know that I've admitted, I've admitted it out loud to commit to those people. And if they are mothers or sales professionals or any professionals who feel like they have so much more to give, but they don't know how. I was not expecting to do this. <laughs> um, but generally, I don't apologize unless I'm hurting somebody. So I'm not apologizing for crying. But I will say, if people know have known me for a long time, they'll know that I can be very passionate, very persuasive in a lot of ways. And I spend a lot of my time consuming information, consuming thought leadership, consuming ideas that I want to explore. And ever since I was a little girl, 
I always was, I always felt like I was more mature, at least from a thought perspective. I was always not mature. I was always more thoughtful. I was always more thoughtful about why, like the psychology of things. And I would find things and get so excited about it and feel so passionate that I had to share these ideas because I felt like they could help. I felt like people were struggling my whole life. You know, people have always struggled. Anxiety and trauma and depression have reached skyrocketing heights. And why is that? You know, as a nation in America, we're the most obese, in debt, depressed uh, society on the face of the earth, you know, in the, in the developed world. And why is that? We have access to everything. Why? And so part of this podcast or part of the reason, there are a lot of reasons why this podcast started, but I also felt like I would find all of these answers and these things that could really unlock somebody who felt stuck and somebody felt that felt like they had more to give. So that's why I have this podcast to unstick the stuck. And those people who are trying to find their talents, trying to be a great parent, try and be a great employee or boss or entrepreneur or great wife or husband or partner or something, somebody that wants more. So when I think of this person who is an actual person, it is a she, and she's somebody that has everything she wants. And she's too afraid to make a move. She is afraid to try new things, although she thinks, yeah, I would love to do that, but I'm slow to change. And so when I think about my podcast I think about her. I think about what if I'm able to move and help her be inspired to move her feet forward. What if she took a step? What if she took a step? And what could she do? So I tell my kids, I tell my kids all the time, I don't know what I'm doing, but I try and be really, really intentional about are they being raised to be good people? And I remember when my when I found out I was pregnant with my son, my husband and I were on our honeymoon in Ireland. And my, my husband begged me and I said, honey, I haven't gotten my period I'm going to take a pregnancy test. And he begged me, 
please don't take a pregnancy test on our honeymoon. I don't want to be drinking in Ireland bars by myself. Um, But I went to a grocery store, whatever stores they have in Ireland, in Dublin. And I got a pregnancy test and sure enough, it was pregnant. And I was up all night. And all I was doing was praying that my child would grow up and feel capable. Because I remember, I remember being 12 years old and crying to my mother that I was not good at anything. I wasn't good at sports. I wasn't that great at school. I mean, I wasn't the worst student, but I was not the best. And I, I wasn't, you know, great at music. I didn't really like to practice, even though I had some aptitude there. The only thing I was really good at was 80s music trivia <laughs> and share, like making mixtapes for my friends. It was something I was so passionate about sharing. But having that moment when I was 12 and crying to my mother that I wasn't good at anything, has stayed with me my whole life of not being good or not having a worthy talent or something that I could hang my hat on and be a star at. Like maybe some of my brothers and sisters or or classmates in school. And when I got to college, I really blossomed in college. I was just I was always a misfit. <laughs> you know, I was not a popular kid at all. And I was not a, a, a wallflower by any means. But, you know, I was the, per- I grew up in New Jersey too, but I was the person that if somebody stepped up to me, I would talk right back. So I was not the person that was a shrinking violet. Um, but I was a loudmouth um, for sure. And when I got to college, I was a psychology major. And when I found in my sophomore year, I I found out my college at a radio station and I joined that and I took a voice and diction class. And uh, I remember my teacher's name, my professor's name was Eugene Wiggins. And that class felt like every light in my body switched on that class and then the radio station. And I was awful. I mean, I even have some of the tapes. I'll have to go look it up. But I was awful at it. But somehow I won DJ the year um, two years in a row and senior DJ the year the last year. And it was not because of my skills, but I think it was because of my forceful passion um, for having a voice and being able to elevate a voice that I didn't know I had any aptitude for, but felt like it just all made sense for me. And then fast forward, so I'm 45 years old. And so from the data part, the data is that I'm 45, I'm female, I am a a working mother of two, I'm a wife, but it goes so much deeper than that. There's so much more that has happened. And I think that is true of all of us, that you know, the, the the job title, the car you drive, the shoes you wear on your feet, 
you know, you start to realize, and and I've gotten caught in the trappings as well, but you start to realize it's not about how you look on the outside or how you appear to somebody, but how do you move a community? How do you make an impact? And so I need to circle this back around. Um, I'm hoping that this is not an episode of rambling <laughs> people are going to tune out for. Um <clears throat> And, and if you are still here, thank you. Um, I do have a point. And I remember when I was pregnant with my son, obviously I didn't know it was a boy, but I remember crying and just being up all night praying that my child would feel capable because I never felt capable. I never felt good enough. My SATs were shit. I took them... I took them three times and I think I got dumber and I could never get into my choice school. The school I really, really wanted to go to was Rutgers. I didn't get in. I applied multiple times um, and uh, I went to Kane University. And, uh, and again, it's haunted me that I'm not smart. And so I feel like so much of my life has been proving that I am smart, that I do have value to bring to the world. And so I am like a a tiger mom with my kids to make sure that they do feel capable, that they do feel like it's okay to fail. Like it's, it's okay to, you know, to not be the best at everything or even one thing, you know, if it's not their thing. So I've taught my kids that God has given them, and I'm of Christian faith, so maybe it's universe, whatever it is for you. But I've told my kids over and over again that God gives every single one of us a gift, sometimes more than one gift. And it's something special just for you. And your job is to find out what that gift is and use it for good. That is your mission in life. Um, the other one is to take care of your sister or take care of your brother. <laughs> um, but that's it. And so part of the podcast and why, you know, I have a lot on my plate. Um, I like it that way. It feels better for me that way. Um, that I've got this podcast that is just growing and growing and, my audience is amazing and my friends and family are incredibly supportive of it. Even my job is supportive of it. Um, my podcast is not only on every podcast platform, but it's also on Salesforce Radio, which is available to 45,000 employees worldwide um, because that's the company that I work for. And, uh, and it's also available on Decatur FM which is a really cool, um, innovative, hyper-local radio station that found me and really thought the content was interesting. So as I I kind of bring this back around to the woman that I'm messaging to, of the person that wants to step forward, the reason why I have little left of center and why I feel so compelled 
week after week after week to put more on my plate is because I feel so strongly about trying new things and saying yes to things that make you feel uncomfortable because that saved me. And I remember when I had my daughter, my second child, when I was on maternity leave, I did not have a podcast then, um, just worked full time, but again, was on maternity leave. And I remember that period of, yes, you're a new mother, you're trying to navigate the waters of, you know, handling two instead of one, and one of them is fully, fully dependent on you for everything. And I remember feeling like I wanted to climb up walls and start a business. And what I understand is that it's actually very, very common for new mothers, new identities um, to do that. And that's why you see so many new moms starting new projects, whether it's photography or starting a new business or getting this idea. And it's so much more than having that little bit of time away from work. I think it's more the identity shift that is is very rarely addressed when you have a child that yes you're a mom now your schedule changes but there is a shift that happens really deep inside of of um of the the identity that you are no longer the person you were before it's much bigger you've given life you have brought life into this world and you're responsible for it so I think like the super wings sometimes come out um, after that happens. And that can take many forms for many different people, even if you are not a traditional mother or parent that can come, that that does happen. But yeah, so I remember thinking, I have to do something. And I don't know that it was just boredom. It was more of a feeling It was more of a feeling inside of just, okay, you have to, this is not, this this is your gut telling you something has to change. Something needs to come out. And so I always think about, you know, people's purpose. And I ask very often in my podcast interviews, how do you move a community? How do you move a community forward? And I think there are a couple of clues. One of them is if you are pissed off about something, complaining is not enough. You have to do something to contribute to the positive forward movement of whatever it is that you're doing or pissed off about. And so we have a rule or in in our home or something that happens that if we're pissed off about, you know, we have the news on and we're we're mad about something that's happening politically and we'll complain or make a statement about one thing or another. And then we say, okay, no, unless we're going to get involved, we don't have a right to complain. And so that mentality of, okay, if I just have enough confidence in myself that I can make a difference and will take a step forward. 
So even if it's something that pisses you off or something that you feel like needs to be changed or wow, I wish there was some, it could be as, as simple as a gadget or say, you know, like the Spank story of, you know, Sarah Blakely just wanted to wear white pants without having her panty line showing, <laughs> you know, to a, a party. And, uh, and so Spanx was born and, and it's, a uh, you know, wildly successful company. She is a billionaire um, female and has kind of broken glass ceilings because of that one question. So I think, I think it's three things. One, if something pisses you off, do something, not just complain, not post on Facebook, whatever your thing, you know, whatever your opinion is, but get involved, get involved make an impact. Number two is try something new. Look for new things to do and say yes. Even if it is as simple as a new way to a familiar location, maybe it's a new direction to work but just rewiring your brain. And fun fact about that, if you are in a relationship, they say that one of the best ways to continue to spark a new relationship or smart spark a relationship that might feel stale is to just go to a new place for a date instead of the same routine. Just buck the routine. That's it, buck the routine. Try something new. And then the last part is you have to surround yourself with people that are forward thinking as well and people that are doing new and inventive and exciting things. I was at a, a on a holiday with, um, on a vacation with some, um, a whole bunch of people. It was like a retreat. And I remember... I remember um, sitting with some people and they were talking about their vacation homes and they were thinking about getting a house in the mountains or maybe they should do it by the lake or whatever. And I remember thinking, while this is cool, this is not the conversation I ever want to be in. I want to be in the conversation of people that are solving interesting problems And while there is a place and a time for all of that, I thought it was a really big mental shift of, of, you know, how, how can we help others? How can we shift the mind? How can we solve interesting problems? Because we have so much to give. So if you feel that in your soul that you have more to give, just try something new. Surround yourself with people that are doing interesting things. And you can, by the way, you can very easily change your algorithms and your feed on social media. And you might want to hide or delete some friends that you don't, you know, you're bored by or you have a a negative reaction to. Like there was this group of people that I used to follow on social media. I didn't know any of them. They were mega rich, like ridiculous rich. I mean, you could not take your eyes off of um, 
off of their lifestyle. And I would sit and watch these people where I felt like invested, like I knew where they were going to go and what they were doing and everything about their life was fabulous. And, you know, I would hear myself judging them like, oh, why does this matter? You know, like who cares that you're driving around and oh, whatever, you know, or you got a new whatever it is. Um, limited edition Mercedes, who cares, you know? And I, I started to feel that negative talk and I was like, okay. And so I unfollowed all of them and started following people that were really interesting, like the culture changers that I interview for my show. And uh, everything got a lot better. It felt a lot less negative, you know? It felt, and for me as well, like who wants to harbor, who wants to spend my, I don't want to spend my time you know, sitting around judging people and, you know, feeling like an asshole. I'd rather, you know, look in admiration and say, wow, that's really inspiring. I wonder if I can do whatever. I, I think it's a, a really important distinction to make that you can easily change your social media um, and your experience with it. So it's not all negative or boring or, you know, everyone's pissed off about the politics or whatever. And just hide who you have to hide and, <laughs> you know, follow the people that that are doing really big, important things and solving interesting problems. So on that, I've, I've, I want to talk about a few things and then we'll close up. Um, and if you made it this far, thank you. I'm not even sure if I'm going to edit out all my crying, not all of it, but some of it and some of the spaces. <laughs> You know, they say that tension is good too, but um, yeah, so a couple of things are going on in my world. One of them is that my website is launched and uh, it's kind of a soft launch. It still has a couple of tweaks that I'm making and trying to figure out WordPress on the back end. Um, so that that has taken a while, but my, my website is littleleftofcenter.co. Some interesting things about it, of course, my podcast episodes are there and a little bit about me and my background. Um, but I also have Allison's Picks. So those are interesting documentaries um, uh, or books to read. And so I have a listen, watch, read section. So if those are things that you're interested in, um, I highly recommend checking that out. And if you have suggestions for me to add, there's just kind of a shell of it. There, there are a few things on there now, but I'm going to continually add to it. Um, so I highly recommend, please, please, please send me um, any ideas that you think should be there. And they are around culture change and doing things, you know, kind of getting out of your comfort zone. So if you've got some ideas, text me at 470-242-6311. Another thing on there is um, my appearances. So I've been fortunate enough to be asked to be on podcasts or TV shows or radio shows. And so that is, um, um, that's on the very homepage on the bottom. So if you want to know a little bit more about my background, um, I will tell you that uh, things got real crazy when I had my uh, first child and had a really insane journey with not only the actual childbirth of both of them, you know, one that was terrible and one that was life-giving on all accounts, and then botched plastic surgery and my journey into body dysmorphia and a borderline 
um, eating disorder. I mean, it's been insane. And even my journey with fitness and wellness and uh, the crazy part of it. And um, another thing that's happening is I have a weekly blog and it is a thoughtful extension of Little Left of Center. It's called Little Left Letter. And it's going to be a quick email. I'm actually, um, I've got the email template almost finished and then I'll be sending it out. And again, it's weekly and it'll have three parts. One thing to listen to, one thing, one lesson learned and one new thing to love. And so what I'm excited about, not only with all three of it, is the one new thing to love is like a cool gadget or cool something that I've found that it helps make my life a little bit easier. So again, if you have any new cool things that you found, please let me know um, and text me at 470-242-6311. So if you're interested in getting on um, getting Little Left Letter, go to bit.ly forward slash Little Left Letter. And last but not least, um, some of you may know that I run a podcast launch program and it's called Press Play Podcast. So it's for those people who are starting or thinking about starting their own podcast. And again, going back to, you know, wanting to elevate voices and kind of give that gift that was given to me of you know, how do I help somebody with their concept? So the Press Play podcast is a six-week step-by-step collaborative cohort to go from concept to launch. So even if you feel like you want more, you feel like it's an interesting medium and that it might be fun to try, I would, but don't know what your concept is, I would highly recommend signing up. So the next round is going to launch officially April 13th. But I'm going to open up registration and you can sign up either for the wait list or registration at bit.ly forward slash press play pod. Put your information in and I'll make sure you get everything you need to do it. But we just finished our round, our my, my very first group of press play podcasters, and it was so much better than I had thought. The people were so interactive. They were so supportive of each other. They were interactive with their ideas and made the ideas even better. And I I just loved it. I mean, the I have a broadcasting degree. So, you know, like the podcasting stuff is, has come fairly naturally for me. So it, it makes sense to kind of use this platform to help others. But to be able to see these people express themselves and feel confident, not only with the the editing and you know all the back end stuff of it or even just getting comfortable on a mic getting comfortable listening to their own voice and i could tell you i'm going to listen back to this and be cringing so it doesn't go away but you manage it because you realize that the the message is more important than um than sometimes the messenger and you just get better each time and so Um, I am hopeful that if you're thinking about it, that you'll sign up again at bit.ly forward slash press play pod. But yes, I know I've got a lot of things that are going on and, and I appreciate you listening with me and supporting me. And I'm hopeful that you'll share this episode. And if you are somebody that feels that little thing inside you that says, I know there's more, I hope that this episode resonated for you. I hope that you'll share it. I really hope that you will go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and rate 
the show. Give me a five-star review. Give me some feedback. Write a comment. It means a lot to me. If you would just take three seconds, you know, or a minute, three minutes to do that, I would so appreciate it. And with that, I will sign off. I've been rambling, um, but I hope you can hear my heart on this. And I hope to see you next week.